Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. All right, it is Friday, and as you know, we always do a Friday financial news wrap-up with Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you, Michael? I'm doing great, man. I say it every week, and I mean it. I love doing these wrap-ups. It allows me to get out of the day-to-day and kind of look at the bigger picture. Uh, so I, I truly treasure these conversations. Thank you. I do, too. You know, and it's interesting. I feel like I'm uh, starting to get a little smarter. <laughs> and Just and yet, I also know there's still a lot of work and a lot to learn. So. Yeah. Uh, today is May the 13th, 2022. Let's get right into it. So CPI, what is CPI and what happened this week in CPI? Yeah, so CPI is Consumer Price Index. It is essentially the, probably the most um, important metric for family households, right? It's food, it's energy, it's, it's just everything, right? It actually breaks down all the categories, uh, but it's definitely consumer oriented and it's reported once a month. It is always looking back. So today is May. These are April numbers. April numbers came in at 8.3%, slightly higher than expectations, but down from March, which was 8.5%. So you may be hearing people talk about peak inflation. I don't think that's true, but you certainly could hear it because 8.3 is less than 8.5. Uh, anything over 2% is bad. We're, we're up over 8% two months in a row. Uh, it's really bad out there, and I think getting worse. We have people living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, the average family, Ty, is spending $311 more a month for the same stuff, food, rent, gas. And they were already living paycheck to paycheck. So there's just not a lot of room to cut, and there's a lot of people hurting today. Inflation is a tax. Inflation is unfair. It hurts the poor more than the rich. And uh, we, we're still in it. I think inflation is going to be a problem all year. I think we uh, will have uh, inflation elevated next year as well. And the real question, again, I said this yesterday for the first time, and I'm going to say it here as well. I think CPI reading for May, which will come out in June, will go up. So the story about inflation going down or trending down is not happening. I think it, I think it will go from 8.3 up back up to 8.5. Uh, because again, diesel and gas and all of these other things are not letting up and we have a real problem. So not a lot of good news. CPI is bad. Inflation is bad. Uh, and I think it's getting worse. Very interesting. Very interesting time. So let's talk about PPI. What is PPI and what happened this week? So PPI is another report that comes out once a month on inflation. It is what you could think of as wholesale price inflation, right? So it's not you and me going to the store to buy fruits and vegetables and diapers and baby formula or milk. It's the wholesaler. And it was reported this week, I think it came out at 11%, again, down slightly from the month before. But do double digit PPI inflation, right? Eventually that is going to go into CPI because again, sometimes the wholesaler, they have a choice. They can just pass on the cost to consumers or they could eat some margin if they think it's going to be a blip, right? Oh, it went up this week because this or that reason. I'll eat some of that because I want my customers to be okay. Um, but 
you know, second month in a row, double digits. We have diesel and all these other things going up, which will go into PPI as well. And it's not getting better, Ty. Uh, PPI was bad. Uh, and I think it gets worse from here. Very interesting. Very interesting times. Um, it definitely feels like the cost of living is up and it's obviously going to stay here for a while. And we're going to see, we're going to continue to see that trend. Let's talk about the bank run. Explain yeah. the bank run. Talk about that. Yeah. So bank runs are um, never good. It's basically when consumers lose, lose faith in a financial entity. Now, what we're talking about here is a bank run and a cryptocurrency, right? It, it essentially went from this to zero in a 24 or 48-hour period, right? There was a cryptocurrency. Uh, it was the third largest stable coin. And I think there was something like $80 billion that essentially evaporated over a, a, you know, a couple of days. People were really, really hurt. And what the problem with the bank run is not necessarily, well, it is the people that got hurt because that thing is now worthless. But a bank run is bad because of all the other, you know, entities. For example, the largest stablecoin, Tether, uh, broke the buck. It has since returned, so good for them, right? But it, it, it for a time, was trading at 95 cents. And what I want to tell people today, th this, is, uh, this happens uh, back in the Great Recession. There were things that were deemed safe. They were called money market accounts. Uh, think about them as one step up from a savings account. Uh, the greatest sign of stress that I remember in the financial crisis was when there was a money market account that broke the buck. Basically, that's when everybody got affaired. Everybody sold everything. This S&P 500 hit 666. It was all kinds of bad because people were like, I can't trust anything. I only can have cash. So what we saw in the crypto market the last couple of days is people just sold everything, whether it was Bitcoin, Ethereum. ADA, Cardona, it didn't matter, right? I don't trust that. So the reason bank runs are bad, not only because of the event and because of what it drags on, but because there will be people that never go back, right? Mm -hmm. There were people that have fundamentally now call crypto a scam, a Ponzi scheme, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? So there were people that lost thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars that will never, ever go back to crypto. So uh, the market fundamentally changed when one of their stable coins went to zero and they had a bank run and it's now worth zero. So not a good day. Uh, lots of people got hurt, uh, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. So again, there's a lot of people that are now don't know what to do with their cash and just sitting under a mattress. So not good. Very interesting times. Very interesting times. So Let's talk about a bear market. Let's talk about the stock market and the bear market. What did you see this week? Yeah. So if you watch my channel, I have a conversation with a guy named Dan Bird every Sunday. Uh, he's a, he looks at charts, right? He is a trader, not an investor. He's playing momentum and something uh, you can go back and watch it. All the videos are there. Six, eight, nine weeks ago, he called the bottom of this bear, or he didn't call the bottom. Let me stand corrected. He called support at 38.50. He's like, we're going there. I don't know how fast or how soon, but we are going there. He called this six or nine months ago. And yesterday it hit uh, 38.58. Wow. Right. Within eight points. And he said, this, this should be a bottom. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a support where all the big machines will kick in. A lot of the trading we're seeing today is really machine-based and algo-based because we hit essentially close enough to 38.50, right? We hit 38.58. And 
yeah, today's bounce was predictable, right? The market is up. We'll see if there's follow through next week. Um, it, it, all the it, it looks like we're up from here, right? The buy the dip crowd is 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 happy. Yeah, I, it's just algos kicking in. I don't I don't think this is any better. The S and P five hundred hit nineteen point nine percent down. A bear market is twenty percent, so a whisper. Um, I still think there's more pain in the stock market. We have seen collapse in uh, price to earnings ratio, but we haven't seen earning cuts, and that is coming. We are going to see layoffs. Uh, Car Carvana, for example, proactively announced 12% cut of employees because they have to lower their burn rate. Going back to the capital markets to raise money today is nearly impossible. So companies need to lower overhead. They need to whack heads. And you know, Robinhood, 9%. Uh, there's a lot of tech companies that are losing money that need to lay off so they can extend and hopefully get to the other side. So yeah, bear markets are not fun. You do have these nice rallies. Uh, you know, are they, are they, are they sticky or are they just a sucker's bet? You know, we'll see next week. Very interesting. So you mentioned uh, Robinhood 9%. That's a 9% of their workforce being laid off. Correct. Okay. And that was announced this week, this, this last week, yep, this week. Yep. And it's interesting because we talked, you, you said this last week, to anticipate that tech is going to start laying off. And yeah, this, I mean, I've been, it's, it's, it has been fun to be right again, Ty on my channel. You have a playlist folks go back six weeks, watch the video. They're like 15 minutes long. They're quick. Watch them week by week. And you'll see what we've been talking about. A lot of it's happening. Very interesting times, very interesting times. And so let's bring it home for our last point. And this is, of course, we have a real estate audience. We have the one rental at a time investor. Um, we also have our foundation builders, the Evo community of agent investor hybrid people that are investing. Let's talk about the real estate slowdown. What did you see this week? And what are your thoughts anticipation for our communities mm -hmm. going forward right now today? Yeah, so the real estate slowdown is, is again nationally speaking is happening. You may be in a hot market and, and not seeing it yet. I think it is coming everywhere, just at different rates. Uh, and, and in markets like California, which a lot of our audience is, uh, Silicon Valley, Southern California, you're already seeing it. Uh, more listings, more price drops. You're seeing buyers. When was the last time a buyer backed out? Right? They were lucky enough to get a house, and now they're backing out. Some of them are backing out because they can't afford it. I've heard from multiple Bay Area agents that they're having buyers back out because they're afraid they're going to lose their job. Folks, we have 3.6% unemployment and people are backing out because they think they're going to get laid off. This is the real estate slowdown. It is happening. I think investors will dominate coming up. I actually talked to one of my experts today, Stephen Dow from Velocity Mortgage. We did three episodes about an amazing lending program called the 50-40-10 where you can actually go in if you organize it correctly and get a blended interest rate sub 4%. This is the kind of stuff that is going to be wildly important to investors. We can structure deals that are better than bank lending, right? Bank lending today is six and a quarter, six and a half. What if I told you, you could go get a non-QM loan for 50% down. You get the seller to do 40%, say at one, two, 3%, which happens all the time. And then you bring 10%. You bring 10% down, you get a blended rate sub four, you are cash flowing a monster, right? So investors are going to win in the environment coming up. Uh, but it's, you're, you're going to you're gonna have to weed through a lot of leads, right? Because uh, motivated sellers are hard to find. Um, but they're there, they're out there. You can get creative. Um, 
I am so excited about this 50, 40, 10 program. We, again, go to Stephen Dow's playlist on my channel. It is again, today, the interest rates over six, sometimes 7%, this 50, 40, 10 via non-QM lender, it's going to allow you to get sub four, sub 5% pretty easily. It's so sexy. So cool. Very, very cool. So folks, you heard it here. 50, 40, 10. That's the first time I've heard of that. We talked, we've talked about seller financing. We've talked about subject two. And let's be really clear. Some of the news felt, you know, there is going to be some negative news. There's going to be some people hurting. And for our community, for the viewer at home, you know, the idea is that you take this information and you anticipate, mm -hmm. you make better decisions. Also, I've got to just share with you, Michael, just, you know, for what we do in investing, you know, personally, um, I feel like we're so much better equipped than we were in 07, 08, because we were arrogant. Yeah. We thought that we were, you know, we were a little <laughs> stronger, a little faster. And this time coming in, prepare we had the anticipation yep. to make better decisions. So, Michael, thank you for all that you do. I want to encourage the audience. This is an opportunity for you to grow your business. This is an opportunity. So Michael has, I consider the best course in the country for real estate investing, the basics, doing the work, the daily discipline, studying your market, creating a buy box, all of those things. I personally just finished production on about probably about 45, 50 minutes, just talking about one module of pre-foreclosure investing, how to look at pre-foreclosures, how to approach pre-foreclosures, mail, cold calling, door knocking, all of those things, what to say, what not to say. That's a bonus that literally just out of gratitude that I'm giving to Michael and to the community. So I just want to encourage you. There's a lot of opportunity coming. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to need help and you can go out there and be a solution and build your business. One rental at a time.com. You can buy the course as always the books, you know where to find them. They're on mm -hmm. Amazon. Michael, thank you for all that you do. Have a great weekend. Take care, brother.